welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How is it going? You know, Ellen, living the dream. As long as the dream is to be stuck at home with your dad, then that's the dream I'm living. (laughs) That's the one. Um, Today we are going to be talking about some of that and Magic Bites by Ilona Andrews. And later we are going to wrap up our No Yomo Attractive Male Alert March Madness Bracket. But first, Mom, what have you been reading? Okay, I fit in a few extra books this time. Not as many as you, as you keep pointing out. Um, so the last full episode we did was Becoming a Vincent. Yes. After that, I read Going Wild, which is the second book in that series. Did you finish it? C.M. Owens. Yes, I finished that one. I haven't read the third one. Did you like the second one? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. Um... Then we read Wicked Games for, yes. by Jessica Clare for our mini episode. Yes. Then <laughs> we fit in the book Barbarian's Lady by Ruby right. Dixon. Yes, which I should say we are we did that because uh, we recorded an episode of Ice Planet podcast, um, and we personally don't know the release date yet on that, but we will definitely let you guys know. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that and. Yeah. Um, and it was great talking to her about this series and the bananas-ness of it all. Um, bananas. And B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Spo- spoiler alert, I quite liked that book. It was it was a good time. So it's, It was a good time. It's weird, but it's fun. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Then I read A Murderous Relation by Deanna Rayburn, which I've been waiting, waiting for that book to come out and just needed a little glitch in my schedule so I could fit it in. Mm-hmm. And then I read Magic Bites for today. Yes. Um, I read those for the podcasts that we just discussed. And then I read Playing Games by Jessica Clare, Ice Games, Bedroom Games, Body Games, um, that were all part of that Wicked Game series. Um Thoroughly enjoyed all of those, and <laughs> yeah, it was that they were all a good time. And then, yes, Barbarian's Lady um, was also an extra for me. Um, so yeah, okay. Um, today we're going to be talking about Magic Bites by Ilona Andrews. This is the first book in their Kate Daniels series. To date, there are ten books in the series, with quite a few novellas attached as well. The 10th book came out in 2018, so I'm not sure if they're planning on doing any more with the series, but uh, that's where it currently stands. Is it attached to another series at all? I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that more when we talk about the book. Okay. Um, The back cover description for this one reads, Atlanta would be a nice place to live if it weren't for magic. One moment magic dominates and cars stall and guns fail. The next technology takes over and the defensive spells no longer protect your house from monsters. Here skyscrapers topple under onslaught of magic. Werebears and werehyenas prowl through the ruined streets and the masters of the dead, necromancers driven by their first thirst of knowledge and wealth, 
pilot blood-crazed vampires with their minds. In this world lives Kate Daniels. Kate likes her sword a little too much and has a hard time controlling her mouth. The magic in her blood makes her a target, and she spent most of her life hiding in plain sight. But when Kate's guardian is murdered, she must choose to do nothing and remain safe or to pursue his preternatural killer. Hiding is easy, but the right choice is rarely easy. Um... Mom, what did you think of Magic Bites? Ellen, it was kind of a crazy, bonkers ride, but I think I really liked it. I even started the second one this afternoon, so. There you go. Um, so I need to be honest about how my reading experience went for this one. Um, okay, I posted this on the Facebook group, but I did get a fever this week, um, which, you know. A fever. During these prescript during these perilous times is um, is concerning. Um, I think I'm over it, and I think it was who knows what. I don't know, um, you know, and who's to say in the in these troubled times what it was. <laughs> um, but I'm feeling better, etc. And then also this week, I woke up uh, on, when was that, Wednesday morning, to a 5.7 earthquake that, like, rattled my city. Um, And that was alarming and shook me up both literally and, you know, figuratively. Um, And I've still been working from home with all of this going on. Um, so, you know, they were supposed to be doing self-care throughout this time. And it just so happens that I apparently needed to self-care by watching Next in Fashion and a lot of 30 Rock. And you self-cared a quite a, a bit. Yeah. Actually. And and playing an alarming amount of Animal Crossing uh, since it came out on Friday. Um, and my self-care apparently did not include wanting to read this book um, for no fault of, you know, of the book. It's not the book's fault. It's just how I was coping this week. Um, so what I did do was while playing Animal Crossing yesterday, I listened to the audiobook and did I maybe doze off during certain parts of the oh book? Gosh. It's possible. You're pretty um, much worthless to me. Why are you <laughs> <laughs> Listen, mom, you know Whatever. Coronavirus. Like, what are you going to do? That's that's our excuse for everything. I know Ellen was home this week. You know, she's where she lives. She has no family, no one around her. And all this crazy stuff is going down. And I just, I told her dad, I was like, we just need to go load up her stuff and bring her home. We just need to bring her home. Yeah. It's been, it's been a, it's been a fun week to be sure. And, um, yeah, this whole thing, man, is just crazy. And um, the stress of dealing with that while also, like, managing the stress of my team members at work has just really been doing my head in. And so I just really didn't want to read about werebears and werehyenas this week mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Listen, the werebears and werehyenas are nothing. The ones that I thought were just like, wow, I'd never even imagined that before are the like wolf wares or it's like they're wolves that turn into people as opposed to people that turn into wolves or they had cats that yeah. turned into people as opposed to 
people that turned into cats. Yeah, there's a lot so of... So I was like, wow, freak- yeah. this is crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of freaky-deaky stuff taking place in this one. So let's get started. Mom, uh, what did you think of Kate as our heroine? I really like Kate, and I liked... I mean, she's super badass, and mm-hmm. I love that about her. And the crazy thing is, we finished the book without even knowing really what her story is, what mm-hmm. her powers are. She's obviously got magical powers. Um, she got more magical powers through Greg's list of words. I'm not even sure what that's all about. But <laughs> that's why I asked if this is connected, if this series is connected to another series, because there's a lot of stuff that they just don't explain. Which is fine. I don't like it when they go on and on and on with a lot of explanation. Yeah. I would just soon read it and, you know, have it. But apparently you're going to have to read several books to figure all this stuff out. So Yeah. She really reminded me, and you, you mentioned this to me earlier too, but of Mercy Thompson from Moon Called um, by Patricia Briggs. She's fun. She's badass. She's kind of spunky. And she's fun to spend time with, which, like Mercy Thompson, is important because if you're going to keep up with the series, like, that's what you're going to do is you're going to keep up with this character. And well, you only get her POV. Yeah. But also, I mean, it's like the Mercy Thompson series on steroids. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's just bonkers crazy. All the crazy creatures and all this crazy world that they live in and yeah atlanta is a crazy world man i'll tell you what i'm just kidding (laughs) no offense to anyone from i'm just kidding i actually love atlanta i've been there a few times so i have never been to atlanta so there is a hole in my traveling your repertoire repertoire um however uh i thought it was fun. I mean, once you kind of got wrapped up into it, it's one of those that it takes a little while to kind of yeah. get in the groove of everything that's going on. And uh, But it was fun. Okay. Um, Mom, who was our hero? I don't know. <laughs> I finished I, the book. I still don't know. It's I'm obviously it, going to be Corinne. Corinne, Corinne, Corinne. How did they say it on the... I'm pretty sure Corinne. Corinne? Like a current? Yeah. Okay. Cur- I kept saying Curran, but Curran. Okay. I'm, I'm down and with that. And maybe I'm getting it mixed up because it's spelt the way a friend of mine, is. T- that's her last name, and maybe I'm getting it mixed up with how she says it. But Whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be him. Yeah. Uh, it is. I mean. <laughs> There's no is. one else it could be. Um, but it I was... Think- I did think Crest got, like, a bit of a bad rap in this book. He did. And he got screwed over a bit. Cause he and is bless just, his heart, but she kind of burned that bridge. Yeah, because he seems like a decent guy. I mean, but she's he's a right. Bit, he he wouldn't have fit into all yeah, of her He's a bit milk toasty for, like, what she's got going on. And just because of that, I knew that he was not going to be, you know, the end game here. Because you can't have him next to Curran, who's Beast Lord, which, by the way, I'm never going to get over that phrase. Like, <laughs> Beast Lord. And, like, every time, every time they said it on the audiobook, I was just like, Beast Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, <laughs> like, oh, the Beast Lord. And I'm like, oh, oh, yes, of course. So um, it just kind of cracked me up. Um, but you can't have Crest next to Curran and... Curran is much more of an interesting 
like and be happy with that yeah enigmatic character so you know that she's gonna end up with him um but yeah i did think that you know crest was a good guy i hope i hope that there's mention of him finding love in future books possibly i don't know (laughs) yeah who's to say um mom as 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 i have to point out that as with all these supernatural books like this um lots of nudity just random nudity all the time the whole shape-shifting thing like there's it's it's just gonna happen you know just people gonna be naked and honestly i think that's why romance readers like the (laughs) shapeshifters like more so than the vampires i think i feel like there's more romance shapeshifters than romance vampires well i'll tell you i've read several books where the vampires you know have this sleek sexy look and these this this book uh -uh. uh-uh are not appealing at all and they're kind of gross in a lot of ways so yes there's that no sparkling (laughs) shucks um (laughs) you kind of touched on this mom but what did you think of the world building in this book i like i always like it better when they just throw us in and let us sink or swim um i know it probably isn't everybody's favorite style she does have at the end of it because i was reading the book and i thought okay I, i thought i had a lot more to go but it book ended at 80%. And then there's all this stuff at the end of the book. And there's a lot of explanation about things. Glossaries and... Yeah. And character information and about all the associations and things. Which, like, this information could have been more helpful, like, at the beginning of the yeah, book. Yeah, tell me at the but... beginning of the book that this is back here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, anyway, uh, I like that better. I like to just kind of... Rather than going through pages and pages and pages of explanation, I would rather just be thrown into it. Yeah. We should mention, too, because I forgot to mention this, is that Ilona Andrews is the pen name for a husband-wife duo who I've actually met at a book signing in Austin before. Um, And uh, very nice people. And uh, so I do think... They, they created, like, yeah, like you said, it's a bonkers. And it's different than really, I think, any yeah. other. Like, it really, like, goes balls to the wall with, like, the paranormalness of it all. Um, it was all... It, okay, so this book does suffer from first bookitis. I think any of these first paranormal books are going to do that, which is generally what we've been reading on the show, right? Because... Um, Dark lover. Dark lover. (laughs) Dark lover. Um, That one had some of that. Mercy Thompson had some of that. It's, you know, they have a lot to get out of the way in the first book. Bless their hearts. Well, there's a lot of stuff that's different than what we're used to. And so they have to. And it's, it's difficult, I can imagine, to find that balance of, um, you know, throwing you in, but also making sure you're not lost. And this one was a bit dense, especially with how I read it. it I sh- probably should not have listened to this one as an audiobook, <laughs> but that was just how it was going to go. I said. When Ellen told me she was listening to it, I said, this is a bad one to listen to because cause you listened to Mercy Thompson, too. Yeah, that yeah, both. <laughs> that one was like I I had there was no other way it was gonna really get read, right. but Mercy Tom I think Mercy Thompson 
did I think it was less exposition heavy than this one. But also well, this it's one because it's got so much stuff yeah. going on. I mean, crazy like the waves of magic that go through and knock everything all out out all the electricity and everything yeah. and phones and are out. I mean, just trying to explain all that and it's like wow, this is crazy stuff going on. Yeah, for lack of a better word, there's less like out of our world you know, right. going on in the Mercy Thompson. So I didn't, I didn't have too hard of a time, um, doing that one on audiobook. This one though, there was a lot and I'm not going to lie during the part where I fell asleep. Like I don't, I still don't feel like I missed out on a whole lot. <laughs> like I was like still able to like keep up with the action of what was going on. I'm like, Oh, I probably just was asleep during some, you know, well, detailing Ellen, of the world. Ellen was asking me, she says, well, what is she? What's her magic? What, did they explain that? And I'm like, no, they never explained it. Because yeah. so, she thought she had missed something. Yeah. Um, but I do. So while I don't love the, let's let's say, I don't love the execution of the world building, I do enjoy the world that they built. Is that yes. a fair way to say that? Um, and I didn't mind it as much. Um, so maybe reading it made it sink in a little better than just listening to the I'm sure. droning on about it. I'm sure. Um, okay, Mom, did you see the twist coming? I thought it was going to be Crest, honestly, um, until it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> well, and that's a good, it's, that's a good uh, you know, bait and switch because as romance fans – we can generally assume that the other the other guy is gonna be yeah. done away with in some way. Right. So I, I I respect that they kind of set it up like oh because he's kind of like this red herring right um, in the book because we just assume that he is gonna be bad because he needs to get out of the way of yeah. <laughs> of yes, the real. He can't stay because yeah. she needs to hook up with you know the Beast Lord. But um, as as is such in life. He doesn't need to be a freaking murderer in order to get out of the way. Well, and then when it wasn't Crest, I was thinking, okay, well, it has to be someone that we know. So I was kind of, you know, going through the little Rolodex in my brain of, mm-hmm. by the way, it, a Rolodex was a thing that people spun that had addresses on it. I'm <laughs> anyway, aware. <laughs> um, going through the little Rolodex in my brain of all the characters and trying to think, well, who could it be? And I was thinking maybe it was going to be... Simon is that? Si- I'm pretty sure. It's I don't know Sim- how you say his name. Si- say- Simon. Simon. I'm okay. pretty sure it's just Simon. I thought it might be him. I thought it might be. Anyway, there was like, but to be honest, I didn't think of Bono, and I should have because he's the one that gave her the article about the you peer. I'm not sure how you say that either. Lots of words I don't know how to say. I can read them. Yeah, <laughs> I knew, but U P I R. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Uper. And U-peer. I can't remember now. Yeah, you listen to the whole thing. Come on. I know. Hook me up. Um, yeah, so to, so to an extent, I knew that there was going to be a twist because the showdown with, what's her name? What's her name? Kate? No, the with the bad chick that they have where the, the you know, there, there's the vampires crawling all over the ceiling. Who is the, the like sh- showdown with the bad chick with the vampires? Oh 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 oh. Uh, sorry, with an O. I think I called her Ophelia, but I don't think that's her name. 
Okay, her. Um, so it was still too early in the book, so I knew that that was not going to be, you know, right. Um, so I knew that there was going to be a twist. Um, but yeah, I didn't necessarily like see Bono coming. And there was a moment where when like when they were kind of hot on the trail with Crest, I was like, oh, oh okay, we're going to go this direction. Um, but I liked, yeah, like I said, I liked that that kind of subverted itself a bit. Um, so, yeah, so that's... Um, what did you make of the first book, Itis, in this one? Um, I didn't think it was too bad, only because there was just so much to learn. Yeah. I mean, we needed to know so much in order to be in, involved yeah. in the story. Um, it could have been worse, really, with all that they had to tell us. It's and true. That's why I like that they just kind of threw us in and just let us figure it out on our own. And you did the by the part. second book, so I see that you're at least interested in I did I really liked it and I really want to know what her deal is and I really want to see her and Coran 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 him the beast lord get together beast lord beast lord beast lord <laughs> um so let's talk about sex baby <laughs> hmm and I don't have a swooniest moment either. <laughs> I sort of have, I do sort of have a swoony moment. I do. Well, I guess I do, but it's not with him. It would be with Crest if with anybody. Oh, mine isn't that, but I'll, I'll look into that. But yeah, not much to report on the, on the sexy time front. Because there was none yeah. at all, ever. Yeah. And any Shh. talk of sex was, you know, being raped by the monster. And it's like, mm. She's not it's super sexy. Sucks the sexy <laughs> swooniness out of it. She got like a little, she got close to it with Crest, but then got cock blocked, you know? Um, yeah. So, uh, okay, so Swoony moment. What was your close? Well, if you, are you going to say when he was in the the tank at the hospital? No, I'm going to, that, that was pretty good. I'm going to say, I don't even know if like I'm just reading this scene wrong, but when he kind of is like stalking her on her date. Oh, that was, <laughs> that was cuz he had to have been stalking her because what are the odds of him showing up at the same restaurant as her? Yeah. And so I I was just kind of like, okay, I see you. Um so I kind of liked I liked that and that's I guess the closest that I think it got to a swoony moment, so him stalking her. Yeah. So <laughs> so hot. <laughs> so swoony. No, but it's kind of cute cuz you know, he's Especially since they were suspicious of Crest at that time. And um, so that's what I'll go with. Well, and I liked Crest and I liked how he came yeah. and like fell asleep in front of her door waiting for her. And I mean, he was kind of a sweet guy. Yeah. He's definitely like the beta up against yeah. the Beast Lord. The Beast Lord. So since what we was... can't say his name. Don't ever tell your dad that name because your dad will latch on to that one. Beast Lord. <laughs> Okay. And we don't need to give our family, like, <laughs> material to make fun of us. No. With. No. Um, <laughs> what was your Swooniest moment? Um, probably the stuff with Crest. I, I thought he was, you know, until I started thinking maybe he was the bad guy. But, um, you know, I just thought he was sweet. I thought, you know, how hard he was working to get her. Yeah. And how and much, how, you know, when she walked into the restaurant and he was just, like, dumbfounded and... Yeah, and they, and I did find them sweet because, you know, they come from 
two very different kind of backgrounds at least and you know she kind of has that thing where she's saying like my genes are deeply ingrained with like <laughs> dirt you know dirt none and, of yours are dirty <laughs> yeah and he is like on board and he's you know good with all that and yeah. so i was kind of sad well, he's like even there how sexy was it when she brings pulls the head out and sticks it and yeah. does magic on it to make it show her where they you know I will to say, too, that this is kind of um, the first, I guess not entirely, because there's some of that that goes on in the um, Faded Mates, the, the Cressley Cole series, but Immortals After Dark. Um, but, like, there's a lot more necromancy and magic that, like, happens in this than I have read you know a lot more spells and things like that than well i think she's like crazy magic and and i don't even think that we've scratched the surface oh, i'm sure on there's gonna be some when she has the ability to do and that's why i want to keep reading i want to see mm, what she got going on and even the whole fact that her dad like she was adopted like her real dad is someone mm-hmm. who we don't they know. Won't even mention and and he's um, the magic lord He's the magic lord. Like the beast lord, only he's magic. The magic. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's let's hear what some of the listeners thought. Catherine says, I don't know if this is the subgenre for me. By 20% through In a Romance, I want to know who the love interest is, or at least know them. Love a book set in Atlanta. I wasn't able to finish, but I don't think I'm the audience for it to begin with. The voice was good. Um, Jessica says, oh boy, this could be an unpopular opinion, but I almost DNF'd this. Spoilers, mainly because this book is not a romance. We didn't know who the love interest was. There's not mu- that much time with them together on the page. And when they they are, they are bickering, which would be fine if we were rewarded with smooching, but we weren't. And gravest of all, no H-E-A. At one point, the heroine calls uh, romances silly what about halfway through I took a beat and realized I was trying to judge it like a romance and it isn't one so once I managed my expectations and read it as it was I did like it better switching to audiobook also helped I didn't exactly like the way the world building rolled out she could have explained things better I was very confused many times at first I thought I was just dumb but I don't think it's me I started reading crush the king and noticed how well oh did that one come out <gasps> Oh. oh, okay. We're gonna have to read that. Um, <laughs> she's she's like, I started reading Crush the King. And I noticed how well that author lays things out without it being boring. Even though it's book three, I think you could pick it up and understand the world she has laid out. Anyway, back to the book at hand. I did give it this. Uh, I did give this book three stars instead of two because it's not the book's fault that I wanted it to be a romance, but it wasn't. I think it's kind of like a happy for now. Yeah. Well, and they've set it up for, so, like, she's got this now, like, relationship with the beasts or, I don't know, what they, I can't remember what they called them, but um, she's got a relationship with them. She's even got a relationship with the vampires to some extent. Yeah. And um, so they've got her set up now to kind of work her way in there. Um, and they killed the big, ugly, nasty, rapey beast, so, That's you know, good. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> that would make me happy. Um, 
However, I will disagree with her on that you should just, you can start with the third book in that series because no, you need to go back and read. The first two are so good. They're so good. You have to read Kill the Queen, Jennifer Estep, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, Kill the Queen and something the prince. What was it? Protect the prince. Yeah. And now Crush the King. Um, Oh, they're so good. So, I'm excited about. I am too. I need to look that. I, I up. forgot that one was on its way out. Unless you um, got a, a pre arc, yeah, an arc, yeah. Um, Alexandra says this took me quite a while to get into, and it had a lot of world building that wasn't fully explained. But once I got into it, I was pretty invested. This is a long game, slow burn romance. I've kept reading, and it, if you're intrigued, I'd say keep going. I'm on book four, and it gets better as the books go. The first book doesn't have a lot of groundwork for the romance, but the other books have. I'm enjoying it. So that's good to know. Good, I mean, I'm I f- on book two. Yeah, I figured that would be the case. Um, a different Catherine from the first Catherine says, I adore this series and have read everything by these authors. It is a husband-wife team. However, this is my least favorite book they have done. It sets the scene for the series, but is basically fantasy. The best parts of the following books are the interactions and humor. There is action and adventure and romance between the main characters and side characters. There is an overarching big bad guy that is not resolved until the end of the series. But trust me, it will satisfy any romance lover. Just hang in there. So that's also good good to to know. Um... Krista you have to read says, all 10 books, though? Uh. <laughs> Krista says, The first book was hard for me because it was so much world building. I started it with audiobook from the library and couldn't get into it. Then I bought it in ebook when it went on sale. It was still not a favorite. It wasn't until I kept reading the series, maybe book three, that I really started to love it. I wouldn't have a... I wouldn't have if a friend hadn't strongly recommended it. I read reread the series before the last book, and book one does make more sense, but it's a hard introduction to a great series. Also good to know. So I have to read at least up through book three. There you go. Um, singular male listener Jason says, I really enjoyed this book enough so that I have already bought the next book. I thought the world building was a little spotty, but I loved Kate. It did suffer a little from being the first book. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm glad to know that other people, like it wasn't just <laughs> me with audiobook and things it wasn't like that. It just you. Yeah. Um, Paige says, I've known about this series for a while, but I didn't read Magic Bites until this past August, though I started with the second book last April because a booktuber I watched recommended doing that as she thought it was a better intro to Kate Daniels and makes magic bites a little easier to get into since you're invested in Kate and the world makes more sense. Uh, I think it's solid advice because I loved magic bites though. I didn't really get into it until about 60% in. I feel like the story really picked up after that and was fast paced with a lot of action. It really does like pick up quickly, you know? Well, yeah, once I got to like 40%, I had a hard time putting it down after that because it just kind of yeah. goes bonkers. Yeah. But like I said, if you're reading it on an e-reader, the book ends at like 80%. Yeah. And then there's a lot of um, post-book stuff yeah. at the end of it. Um, she says, uh, I'm around halfway done with the series and I absolutely love it. It is for sure a slow burn romance, but really my favorite part of Alona Andrews' books are the plots. They come with such intricate... Uh, 
but every detail is thought out storylines that I'm just blown away by and fascinated with each new book of theirs I've read. Seriously, their minds are amazing and it's definitely a series worth sticking with. And then finally, Natalie says, I was really trying to finish this book before today, but as I am still having to go into work, blurg, that didn't happen. I'm about (laughs) 35% of the way through and I'm just starting to get into it. The beginning was really slow. The world building a bit disjointed and I still can't quite get a grip on who Kate is as a character. However, it's starting to pick up, so I'm excited to finish. Hopefully I become invested in the character slash world. And that is like, while Kate is there, while all that exposition-y world building stuff happens at the beginning you don't I think that was part of why I was just like slogging through it you don't get a lot of you know sense of who she is until it starts picking up on the action well and it's when she starts hanging out with the beasts Mm -hmm. um and you know her kind of snarky sense of humor is coming out that's when it becomes more fun to watch her yeah and um and then seeing her in action it's yeah. fun. So. Uh, Mom, any final thoughts on Magic Bites? No, I liked it, and I'm looking forward to reading some more of it. Um, I'm we sorry. have a little break in our reading, so I'm yeah. excited. I'm sorry that I was a bit, you know, out of it with this one, but, you know, it's going to happen sometimes. Well, you know, you just let us all down. All of us. That's fine. You let us all down. I'll live with it. Um, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Magic Bites by Alona Andrews. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are n- at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club uh, at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On March 30th, we won't be reading a book, but we will be having a very special episode because it will be our 100th episode. Uh, Stay tuned during the break segment for details on how that is going to work out. Um, But for now, we are going to take that break. And when we come back, we'll see how our March Madness attractive male alert bracket panned out. So stay with us. It's time for a break. It's time for a break. Break is when we do the news and mail. <coughs> coronavirus edition. <laughs> coronavirus edition. <laughs> Thanks. That's a little coffee. So no jewel today, huh? <laughs> I, there's still... You want me to do it, Mom? Nope. Okay. Um, okay, so this break segment, um, we're going to kind of get into a little bit more details on how the 100th episode is going to work. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a Facebook Live thing on the Facebook group. So if you're not a member of the Facebook group, because I see a lot of people like the Facebook page, which is great, but I don't do anything on the Facebook page, let's be honest. Um, So join the Facebook group, which is not your mom's Facebook group. Um, And we're going to do kind of like an ask me anything like they do on Reddit. So you guys can send in questions. I'll have a post um, where you can do that. I'll also have, you know, some topics for us to chat about. Um, but we're just going to kind of do it, you know, free and loose. and Loosey-goosey. And, you know, kind of have you guys send us in questions while we're doing it as well. Hopefully. Hopefully there's some people that are there for it. Um, <laughs> we are going to do the actual Facebook Live thing on Sunday March 29th, so this next, this coming Sunday, 
um, at noon Pacific time. I'm going to leave it to all y'all to figure out what time that is in your... It's hard enough managing mom and I's different time zones. So... Um, <laughs> and they're an hour apart. Yeah. <laughs> so um, are we also going to record it and post it as a podcast? Yes. So, yes. Okay. so I'm going to also, we're going to record it and it'll be posted at the regularly scheduled time uh, on Monday the next day. So if you happen to miss it, that's fine. We'll forgive you. Um, and you can still listen to it or watch it on Facebook too. It'll still, I'm pretty sure there's still a way that you can watch it if you want to watch our I'll have to put makeup on oh gosh oh gosh it. <laughs> um I'll have to put clothes on I'll have to clean my apartment <laughs> oh gosh just um, so you know I'm gonna I'm gonna put on a shirt and I'll probably have no pajamas pants. on she's below. gonna like <laughs> Winnie the Pooh it just, <laughs> just no pants <laughs> Uh, I went, when I worked from home, uh, when I was living in Texas, I might have attended some, uh, <laughs> some conference, some phone interview, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Some like video conferences, uh, while in my underwear on the bottom and, or like pajamas <laughs> on the bottom. But, uh, so that's something about me. Anyway, <laughs> I will put on pants for the Facebook live. Wow. So Everybody uh, join us. I'll have more details on the Facebook group as well. And we hope that some of you will be able to be there. I hope that that's a time that can work. I was trying to find a time that could work for a bunch of different time zones, but also with my work schedule, you know, because that's still happening for me. Um, So that's really all we have for the break segment. Um, We... we, we probably should say KissCon. Yeah, it got delayed, which I'm sure some people are already aware of. Um, delayed to August. So hopefully this is blown over by then and we yeah. can still go. Um, so that's, those are kind of the announcements that we have for today. And we'll see you in the next break segment when I will sing like Jewel. All right, bye. Yeah. Welcome back. So in our last full length episode, we went over our answers for our March Madness attractive male alert bracket. Um, And so we've been... Do you have to say it that way every time? Yep. So (laughs) we've been conducting uh, the polls over on the Facebook group and we have... There were some neck and neck Some heated races. Yes. so we have kind of the uh, how everything panned out, and we're just going to kind of go over that today. Um, so first first contest, Chris Hemsworth versus Brad Pitt. Chris Hemsworth won at 94%. Eesh. He ran away with that one. Sorry, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's day is over, I guess. No, it's not. He's still very it's attractive. Not. He is. Um. And then we had Chris Pine versus Theo James. This one got very close. It was 52% to 48%. I think it was just like a vote or two that separated them. Um, Then we had Richard Armitage. who won it? Oh, Chris Pine. Sorry. Okay. 52% to 48%. Uh, Richard Armitage versus Richard Madden. The two Richards. The two Richards. Um, Richard Armitage ran... He took it with 57% to 43%. I should also say these percentages I calculated. So 
if somebody voted since I last checked it, <laughs> it might be different. Um, it might be different. But uh, then we had Colin Firth versus Justin Hartley. It's a romance group. Colin Firth is obviously <laughs> going to take that one. So he won by 73% to 27%. Uh, then we had Idris Elba to uh, Reggie John Page. Uh, Idris won with 95% of the vote. Oh, wow. It will be interesting to see if we were to do that contest, you know, after Bridgerton's comes out, if that is Might different, be different by the time that happens. Um, then we had Jason Momoa versus Army Hammer. Jace, this one was pretty close. Jason Momoa won at 56% to 44%. Uh, next up, we had Tom Hardy versus Winston Duke. Uh, Winston Duke had a pretty uh, good showing, but Tom Hardy, who is a staple in Romancelandia, took that with 66% to 34%. Um, then we had Sam Hewen versus J.J. Field. Um, mm. Sam won it at 68% to 32%, but it was a strong a strong showing for our Mr. Yeah. Tilney. Mr. Tilney. Yeah, he's so, he's so sweet. Um then we had Chris Evans versus Matt Bomber. Uh, Chris Evans won with 77% of the vote, 23. Um, then Adam Driver versus Colin O'Donohue. Uh, Colin O'Donohue, who is Captain Hook from Once Upon a Time, he w- took that with 68% of the vote. Uh, Charlie Hunnam versus Lee Pace. This one was tight. This one was <laughs> A vote away. Um, Charlie Hunnam took it with 50.7% of the vote against 49.3% of the vote. There well, are some where I had to, for a long time on there. Yeah. Yeah, there's some where I had to be like, somebody needs to break this tie because I need a winner here. <laughs> um, then we had Chris Pratt versus Orlando Bloom. This one was uh, a bit closer than I would have liked, you guys. Uh, 60% to 40%. I'm just kidding. Um, you guys can vote however you like. Uh, then we had Henry Cavill versus Tom Holland. Uh, and Henry Cavill won by 95% of the vote. So he took that one, obviously. Then we had John Yaman versus Oscar Isaac. This was another one vote that separated them. Oh, and it wow. was 50.8% for John Yaman to 49.2 for Oscar Isaac. Wow. So that one got also got very close. Um, and like I said on the Facebook group, if, if we weren't all in this particular group where we know there's a lot of people who watch our Kenshi Kush, yeah. it yeah. wouldn't have even been close. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, we even had somebody that was in the Kenshi Kush group that was like, everybody needs to go vote. <laughs> it was funny. Okay, um, then we had Michael B. Jordan versus Colin Farrell. Michael B. Jordan took that with 64% of the vote to 36. Uh, and then next up, we had Michael Fassbender versus Stephen Amell. This one was closer than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Uh, Michael Fassbender took 53% of the vote to Stephen Amell's 47. Okay, then we get into round two. Chris Hemsworth versus Chris Pine. Chris Hemsworth took that by 74% of the vote. There was, we had a few battle of the Chris's in this, uh, in this bracket. Spoiler <laughs> There's a lot alert. of Chris's out there. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, and then we had Richard Armitage versus Colin Firth. This one was also hotly contested. Um, I'm pretty sure this one was also by one vote. It was uh, Richard Armitage with 48.5 and Colin oh. Firth with 51.5. Oh, wow. So he just barely eked that one out. Um, and then we had Idris Elba versus Jason Momoa. Uh, Idris took this one with 57% of the vote to 43%. Uh, and then we had Tom Hardy versus Sam Hewen. Being a romance group, Sam Hewen, you know, he's got that historical romance vote. So he has 59% of the vote to Tom Hardy's 41%. Uh, and then we had Chris Evans versus Colin O'Donohue. Colin made, you know, he had a strong showing, but Chris Evans took this one with 76% <laughs> of the vote to 24%. Then we had Charlie Hunnam versus Chris Pratt. Charlie Hunnam did take this one away from my my Chris Pratt at 56% of the vote. Um, and then we had Henry Cavill versus John Yuman, and Henry Cavill won at 65%. Uh, next up, my Battle of the Michaels, Michael B. Jordan versus Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender did take this one at 52% to 48, but this one was wow. also very, very close. close. And Michael B. Jordan had some strong campaigning going on. <laughs> um, which yes, I, look at the pictures in the... <laughs> which I respected. Um, and she was trying to sway mom's vote. I'm pretty sure it was Catherine that... Or it's either Catherine or Alexandra. I can't remember now. Um... I'm pretty sure it was Catherine and trying to sway mom's vote and you know but Michael Fassbender did take that one okay round three this is the top eight it was Chris Hemsworth versus Colin Firth Colin Firth you know he is a favorite but he lost this one with Chris Hemsworth winning 74% to 26 uh then we had Idris Elba versus Sam Hewen I think this this poll happened on the day that Idris Elba announced that <laughs> yeah. he had coronavirus and they had tested positive for COVID. So um, maybe he had some of the sympathy vote, but he did win at 58% to 42. So this one was also fairly close. Um, then we had Chris Evans versus Charlie Hunnam, you know, both very golden gods in their own right. Um, Chris Evans won with 73% to 27%. Then we had Henry Cavill versus Michael Fassbender. Um, and this one happened on St. Patrick's Day. And Michael Fassbender is Irish, so that was <laughs> kismet. Um, but it was not enough to pull out a win for Michael Fassbender because Henry Cavill won at 72% to 28%. Then we get down to our Final four, which are Chris Hemsworth, Idris Elba, Chris Evans, and Henry Cavill, which I think is a, you know, well-rounded, I mean, granted it's two Chris's, but, um, so first up was Chris Hemsworth against Idris Elba. Idris had a strong showing, but, uh, it wasn't enough to pull off this contest because Chris Hemsworth won at 86% to 14%. Um, it's hard to go up against that kind of... <laughs> Thor. Yeah. Thor. <laughs> um, and then we had Chris Evans versus Henry Cavill. Um, this one got pretty close. 59% uh, to 41% with the win going to Chris Evans. And then 
finally, a hotly contested showing for the final match, which was Chris Hemsworth against Chris Evans. Now, when, if I'm remembering correctly, when we did just ours, like our own yes. thing, didn't Chris. we end up with Chris against Chris? Yes, we did. I mean, we went through it differently because yes. we had different picks for ours, but we wound up with the same two in the I final. I think we had the same final four, though. That could be. I'm pretty sure we still we also had Chris Hemsworth, Idris Elba, Chris Evans, and Henry Cavill. Um, there you go. And then our final two was also Hemsworth against Evans. But what is different is that the winner here is Chris Evans by wow. one, one vote. The last time I checked it, Hemsworth was ahead. Yes, upon recording, Chris Evans was one vote ahead. So I don't know if that's going to change because the polls are still open, but we're going to declare Chris Evans the official winner by one vote, which is crazy. Um, but that's well, just how tightly, you know, it's a good showing for both Chris's. So, yes, you know, hats off to both of you. They both and anything else you want to take off is fine too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said on the face, I'm like, is Chris Evans going to come out on top? And then, like, I read that to myself, and I was like, <laughs> I have to make a comment about my own comment because yes, please, Chris Evans yes, on please. top. <laughs> um, Anytime. <laughs> But Chris Evans is the winner, 50.7% to 49.3%. Wow. Yeah, craziness. Um, So thanks for doing this with us, you guys. I had a lot of fun, um, even though it was a lot to organize on some days. Um, But I hope that you guys also found it to be fun. And we're kind of thinking that it'll be fun, too do some sort every of March every March of, do some different kind of bracket like this and uh kind and of mix someone mentioned next time doing um like men from history like from past from, from like history like like Paul, Golden Paul era, Newman and yeah you know Robert Redford that one's fun or I saw somebody else said like book boyfriends which is kind of what I had been thinking yeah that's a good um, one too but if you have ideas that you would like to see for the next March Madness, you know, let us know. Um, but uh, I found this one to be a lot of fun. And I appreciate everyone weighing in with their hot gifts of, you know, yes. some of these guys. It was it was a good time. Uh, so thanks. If we do book boyfriends, though, we couldn't do pictures of hot guys. That's you know, true. But we could do, like, could... quotes from. Or we could do a picture of a guy that makes you think of that book boyfriend. Ooh, I like that, too. Um, okay guys thanks for doing that and thanks so much for joining us again if you'd like to join us for our special Facebook live 100th episode you can join us live on March 29th or listen to it the next day on March 30th uh, and to do that you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at NotYourMomsRom or on Facebook or Goodreads or email us at NotYourMomsRom uh, romancebookclub at gmail.com don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them okay thanks mom okay. you're welcome Ellen alright I'll talk to you later okay everybody bye. stay healthy yes please bye bye
Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.